Welcome back. On this episode, we are joined by Isabella Olaguerra, founder of Feed the Freelancers, an organization dedicated to helping feed freelancers who have been severely impacted by the COVID-19 crisis. To learn more, visit feedthefreelancers.org. Here's my conversation with Isabella. Isabella, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, speak with you today. So, you know, I, I know that um, things are kind of crazy in the world with, uh, you know, obviously COVID-19, uh, which is, you know, really why you're here today, but then so much else going on in the world. So I appreciate you taking the time. Um, when we heard about Feed the Freelancers, we thought that it was a, an important cause to highlight. So can you tell us a little bit about Feed the Freelancers and why it's so important to you? Sure. Feed the Freelancers is a charity initiative led by out-of-work film crew members who are retooling their skills to serve the freelance community, which includes largely film and entertainment workers, but also independent contractors like housekeepers um, or you know, uh, uh, restaurant workers. So we, we started this back in mid-March and I'm a first assistant director myself. And when COVID-19 started coming up as an issue, I had jobs lined up for the spring and summer seasons that just started dropping to the point where for the first time in several years, I didn't have a consistent paycheck planned for this season and the summer season for a lot of film professionals is sometimes almost the entire salary you'll make because it's the busy season, especially in New York. So I, you know, I felt helpless and I felt defeated, something I'd worked towards for a long time to get in my career where I was secure in my finances. And it made me immediately think of my other film and industry employees uh, and, and also just freelancers as a whole who rely on subcontractor work. And now they're being overlooked by government aid or other programs. So it's a disenfranchised group that is close to my heart. And I thought to myself, what can I do to help this group? And well, you know, raising money for rent or things are hard. You know, it's, it's hard to give people uh, straight finances because you know you'll never have enough. Right. However, when it comes to groceries, you can accept all kinds of goods donations from large partners. And we found that people had food that they needed to get rid of, and we were able to take that and process it and distribute it to our community and even to communities um, that, that connect with us or, or even ones completely separate, like uh, NYCHA housing groups or, or um, you know, mutual aid groups. Um, and so it just sort of like snowballed from this idea like we want to feed freelancers to we're processing 10,000 pounds of food a week for ourselves for for you know i think it's upwards of 300 uh count uh freelancers or freelance families um you know and and also just offshooting it to other aid groups each week anything we can't process goes out there's no food waste so when did you actually start the um the organization, it's an organization, it's a 501c3, you registered it. So we are in the process of filing for our S-Corp, uh, filing for our C-Corp and 
subsequently getting 501c3 status. We actually just signed a fiscal sponsorship with Film Biz Recycling, okay. who is another New York-based um, operation and also now down in Atlanta. Uh, and that was through a connection with Eva Radke, who also sits as board elect on uh, New York Production Alliance. And so it's been uh, a two-time guest on this podcast. Oh, amazing. Well, she's an incredible powerhouse woman um, who really inspires the way we're working because she has so much experience with bringing something from the ground up. Um, so for the meantime, while we are working for our own 501c3, we're going to be working with Film is Recycling. Um, and it, it really speaks to our mission. We don't want to have waste and we want to spread the wealth to, to other people. Um, and, and right in the beginning, so we, we formed, I, I came up with the idea for Free the Freelancers in late March. So it only been maybe a couple weeks, even, I think it was only a week. It was a week after I had entered uh, the stay at home, you know, thing. So it was March 16th was when I entered. And I think by March 26th, I had the idea. Um, March 30th, the GoFundMe was up, and then April 3rd, our first round of 65 grocery boxes were out the door. Wow. Um, yeah, which, which speaks to, I, I couldn't have done it alone. Um, the film industry is an incredibly resourceful group of professionals. I keep saying it, but of any group to have on-point emergency or disaster relief response tactics, it would be production crews. We know how to adapt quickly and adjust to our ever-changing environment. And this is exactly what we're showing week in and week out with Feed the Freelancers. How about the results so far? Are you, are you happy with you know, the, the response that you've gotten from individuals and organizations? I am overwhelmed with the positivity and responses that we're getting about Feed the Freelancers. I mean, on one hand, you have the recipients, and so far we fed 1,900 people in New York City alone with about 1,015 boxes over eight rounds of deliveries. And so that's, that's an incredible number. That's just New York. We also have our outpost in Philadelphia, which is doing you know, a, a bunch of boxes a week. Uh, and, and so the responses from them, you know, honestly, sometimes I'm reading them and I'm just crying because uh, you know, we, we look at numbers of there are a portion of our recipients who are only eating what's in our boxes. So, and these aren't repeat people. So these are people who are getting a box for the first time. They've been fending on the, for themselves somehow. I, I, you know, I don't know how. And then they have our box, which lasts about two weeks, sometimes more, um, if it's just one person, but it, for two people is about two weeks. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it means a lot to know that we're helping. And then on the other hand, from, you know, uh, donors, whether they're individuals or uh, companies, large companies who are helping us out. I mean, we needed something. We just started asking. And the response from these people, everybody wants to help. They want to help somehow. And even, you know, you think these corporate, you know, entities, you want... 200 something units of, you know, uh, of our product. We've gotten like sun butter and we've gotten giant cases of like cookies. Home Depot is giving us boxes every week, every single box. Um, we just got a donation from GoGo -Go Squeeze. There's like random companies who just want to help us. So it's like, we've been able to fill our box largely with 
donations um, in such a short time, even without a 501c3 number. Now that we have one, we can do so much more, but they're just like, let's, let's see what we can do and pair up and, and just give back to any community that needs it. So I know um, the New York Production Alliance recently announced that they set a goal uh, for their members to donate um, $4,000. And so I guess I have two questions. Number one, what's the significance of that amount, that $4,000? And then two, what does it mean to have, you know, another organization that has a mission, uh, you know, not a, a corporation, but an organization that's looking to, um, you know, give back to the community that they serve, um, and as well as the people that are probably within their ranks, freelancers, you know, they're, they have individual members that are, that are definitely freelancers. You know, what's your perspective on that? Sure. Well, so the significance of $4,000 is each week it costs about four grand to do our deliveries. And that's 150 to 175 boxes across New York City, Nassau County, and Jersey City. Wow. Now, even though we receive a lot of goods donations, we also supplement our boxes with essentials like toilet paper and paper towels um, or staple shelf stable goods like pasta or rice that all need to be purchased. Those aren't being donated to us. Um, in addition to that, we're renting vehicles. Edge Auto Rentals in Brooklyn has given us an amazing deal. They're you know, production rentals mostly, and now they're helping us deliver groceries, but even they have to like, stay afloat. Yeah. What? And NIPA yeah. members are the same. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they've been fabulous to us. Really, really kind because we, we use their vehicles. Um, and, uh, you know, so all these day-to-day -day operational costs add up. And so $4,000 fully funds an entire round of groceries for our freelancers. Um, and so for, for NIPA, we're an organization to be setting a fundraising goal. This is the first time actually... Uh, another organization, especially a film-related one, has said, we are going to raise $4,000 for you. We're going to fully fund around um, and try to reach that goal. So it's not only a show, a show of just solidarity, because it's like a production alliance, you know, and that's, you know, film industry employees have to stick together through this. That's the only way we can survive is by supporting each other through the difficult times. So to have a, you know, a wide known and, and large entity saying, let's team up so that we can help each other and effectively help ourselves is really, really meaningful. I think that's important. I think that camaraderie, it seems to be one of the themes of this podcast as well. When, when I have somebody on, it's always about the, the community, the industry as a whole, uh, because it is such an intertwined uh, community from at least my vantage point. Uh, yeah. My last question is, when, when we talk about feeding the freelancers, you know, we're, we're talking about giving back to a community of people um, that need it right now. But hopefully, in the not so distant future, they're going to be back to work. How do you see the industry rebounding? What, what are your kind of insights into that? Sure. It's a difficult concept to explore, you know, the film industry bouncing back or working with the new reality we've been given. That's something that a lot of people are talking about, our new reality. What are we going to come back to? Because 
effectively, we are an entertainment-based industry. So we're going to be one of the last industries to, to come back to working fully. Um, I really feel for experiential-based events or, you know, event industry because they're going to be even later than ours. Um, but for the film industry, you know, we already have to wait for the other essential work to start up and running. Once that's up and running for us, it's, you know, I've, I've read a lot of different methods um, that people are either hypothesizing or implementing. They range from super tiny crews operating in a green screen room and then everything's done in post. That's one option or what we saw over, you know, in I think it was maybe Scandinavia or, or Iceland or something where they were doing almost event style. People had different passes where they could go to different levels inside base camp or onto set, things like that. But with it so new, we don't know how that can translate to something like New York because New York City, even for union productions, is the most fast-paced, guerrilla-style, run-and-gun kind of adaptive environment where people are close quarters. How are we going to make that work? Um, I think it's going to take a lot of trial and error. Um, I don't know if that'll be safe, but I, you know, I hope that we're able to figure out a way for our people to get back into work that doesn't involve cutting crews because when you cut crews you're effectively cutting our employment and then you know where where is everybody gonna go right um, where are they gonna work absolutely i really appreciate you coming on i think that this story is uh one that was really worth telling where can people actually donate sure so people can both give and receive on the Feed the Freelancers website. That's www.feedthefreelancers.org. There's a nice big green button, learn how to give and receive. And you can give in so many ways. There is the GoFundMe where you can donate finances and even $25 feeds a freelance family for, for a round of groceries. You can partner with us. So if you are a company CEO or someone who has access to large quantity donations of produce or shelf-stable goods, that's an option. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn um, or Facebook. And you can even sign up to volunteer. So if you have a vehicle and you want to get out there and do something, you can sign up. On the other hand, if you are someone who needs help from us and you would like to receive, you can see if you qualify as a recipient in either the New York City metropolitan area or in Philadelphia. Hopefully we'll be expanding soon with everything that's going on. We're a little held up on our progress, but we're looking right now at, uh, you know, some more cities. So we well, want to be where freelancers need us. Well, we'll definitely uh, be there to help you spread the word. Isabella, thank you so much for joining us and, uh, you know, keep us posted so that we can uh, keep our listeners updated as well. Will do. Thank you. Thank you right. for having me and thank you for your support. You got it. Thanks so much.